Welcome to Marvelous Pod, where we're discussing episode four of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, The Whole World is Watching. I'm Laura Stewart-Berry, and I'm here with Matthew Vos. Hello. And Abby Shaw. Hello. But before we get going, longing, rusted, 17, daybreak, furnace, nine, benign, homecoming, one, freight car. Are you both ready to comply? Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it 16? Not according to this list. Oh. Anyway. Wasn't it supposed to be in Russian? Mine is 16. <laughs> Mine is 23. I am one higher I than I was Bucky. going to learn the Russian. <gasps> oh. But I'm just going to put that in now and then cut all of the sound. <laughs> just going to pop the Russian in. I need something to keep you two in check. Uh, when I'm hosting. That's fine. That's not going to work. <laughs> it's clearly not already. <laughs> Let's get into the episode. Matthew, what was your overall impression? Um, I found this episode to be disarming. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you can expect more of that later on. No, I... Don't, don't turn That's off. Don't turn off. Next week on Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> I was very pleased it didn't end on a cliffhanger. I feel like the show has turned a corner now. It is actually beginning to deliver a little bit of actual plot, actual story. Uh Um, I can see it's doing a few televisual things to hide some of its plot that I'm hoping by the end of it is okay, but at the moment it's just annoying me. Okay. What what things? Uh, Particularly the wound on Sharon's lip that's not there in the phone call the first phone call, and is there in the second phone call? She appears to have she, what looks like a cut on her lip. I'm sure it's not there early on. That's like, oh, we're about to get an episode from Sharon's perspective to see what she's had to get to go through to get to this end point or something. But it's not It's not just that. There's a few other things where it's sort of leaving us to question, has he taken the... Um, has he taken the serum or not? And then finally he reveals that, yes, he has. It's like, oh, I wanted to see him actually do it and mm. struggle with it and so on, not just, and he does it and gets there. So it's doing a few hiding things so that, you know, we keep watching because we want to see the reveal. Okay. And Abby? Oh, I don't know. Sure was a lot of stuff in this episode. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people talking and then a lot of fighting a bit of talking, a bit of fighting, a bit of talking, a bit of fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we ended with a bit of talking and then some more fighting. Yes. Um, and, it, you know, it's a Marvel TV series. What do you want? Um, <laughs> yeah. I came for the talking. I got extra fighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I kind of, or vice versa. I, I thought that this was going to be more fighting, less talking. Um, I just... I really do not know where I am with this show. I don't know if this... Uh, worse, I'm not sure if the show knows where it is with the show. Ooh. And okay. I, I'm i finding it very off balance. And it's not to say that I don't think there's something very interesting about looking at, at the shades of grey. You know, how it's not good and evil. And everything is complicated. And I think that's great. But I think that some of the shades are extremely dark and some of the sh- the shades are very light. And it's actually not as in the middle as it thinks it is. It okay. it plays like a show that is, is doing something in the middle. 
but it watches like a show that is doing polar opposites and I don't understand. And also I kind of hate everyone this week except Sam, who I think deserves better from everyone. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, I bet you're glad you're asked. <laughs> I am. And we want to dig into that. Oh yeah, that's why we do this show. How about you? I thought this was better than last week's. Mm-hmm. As you say, a lot of things happened. I thought, again, there were some great scenes within that. And I'm really appreciating how they're writing Walker. I think, and his mm-hmm. performance, I think, has been really good. I'm determined to find things I like, as you may have gathered. <laughs> um, but I have had some revelations because I've been struggling with the show as well. Hmm. And I've had some revelations as to why, I think. And so I'm going to tell you about them now. So <laughs> she's going to tell. She's going to tell. <laughs> there are three things. <laughs> three things. Um, so the first not, one. Not two or four. <laughs> three things must you know about the wise woman. <laughs> so one of the the um, revelations came thanks to Helen O'Hara on the Empire podcast, and she was talking about this episode, and she said that one of the things that's kind of throwing her off is that they are doing weird things with TV grammar. TV and film grammar. So things that set us up to expect certain things and then mm-hmm. never paying off. And that really clicked with me because we've got ominous music in weird places. We've got, you know, Zemo telling the girls not to the girl not to trust Sam and Bucky and mm-hmm. that they're ba- very bad men. Which I think, oh well that's setting up for something. Yeah, they can be ambushed or mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Well, that then combined with when she's showing them through to the memorial, we get really ominous music again. So I absolutely, I didn't think we were going to see the memorial. You think we're going to see, as mm. you say, an ambush. And then also when Lamar was tied up, they really focus on the dripping. Right. And so you think, so that's going to be something that's going to be some horrible chemical. or the, And it, it was nothing. And you just... You don't want it to be predictable, but there is a certain flow and language to TV, particularly when you mm-hmm. spend a lot of time watching it, as we all do. And uh, <laughs> and it just then, it just feels un- unsettling, but not in a good way, in a kind mm. of, this hasn't been thought through way. So that was number one. Number two was, I think the order of things is a bit weird. So you were talking about the GRC advert um, last week, Matthew, mm-hmm. and it seemed a bit weird and plonked in. To me, that would have made perfect sense at the beginning of this episode to then contrast that this is what the GRC say they're doing. And then we've got the teacher saying, it's all empty promises, it's mm. it's nothing. That mm. makes much more sense to me than before. And then Sam talking about um, when he was saying that he gets what Carly's talking about. I actually wrote it down. If we had had this earlier on, I mean, we mm-hmm. kind of all understood what the Flag Smashers were talking about, but actually having it spelled out. For five years, people have been uh, welcomed into countries that have kept them out using barbed wire previously. There were houses and jobs. Folks were happy to have people around to help them rebuild. Then, boom, just like that, it goes right back to the way it used to be. That clarity would have been great earlier on. Yeah, yeah. And then the final thing is that I think the issue, when I talk about the writing, the issue is the dialogue. I think some of the characters are well written. I think Walker and Morgenthau in particular, but the the dialogue is just flat and sometimes quite clunky. Okay. So those are my three things. Mm, interesting. I. What was the second thing you talked about there? You uh, uh, about the order. The, yeah, the order of things, but particularly dealing with Sam and dealing with Carly and sort of spelling out. Mm-hmm. what the objective is here you know we, we talked about this idea of the protagonist having a goal the antagonist having a goal yeah. and how they come and the fact that sam sits next to her and is like i believe in your fight mm. and i will support you except i can't support you for the way you're doing it mm. 
in terms of the shades of grey, in this show wanting to do something interesting with Captain America, with the, the legacy and the symbolism of the shield, having Sam saying, I believe in these people that Captain America is here to stop and possibly kill, at least arrest at that stage, mm. was quite an interesting thing. I'm like, oh, this is actually setting us up that the Flag Smashers could become an important thing. You know, rename them and rebrand them, perhaps. Uh, and it's, at the moment, all on Carly. The, the the antagonist antagonist stuff of killing people and being violent. Once you take her out, yeah, these these beliefs and this this what they're fighting for is something Sam's into. So this could move us into a really interesting place. Mm. And I don't know whether or not they're going to deliver on that. I I absolutely think your first point stands that they're doing stuff that you just go, wait, what? Why why is that? Did Zemo just have? the handcuff key did the girl bring in the handcuff key yeah but didn't you think flourish (laughs) yeah (laughs) hmm yeah Mm. it's interesting it's this week i think has definitely made it meatier Mm -hmm. there's more going on with it and more that the show itself rather than us just just going what do we think is this maybe this thing but abby i have a point as well of this show has too many threads, that it's too complex. It's trying to do interesting conversations about the nature of sh- supremacy, about the legacy of the shield. It's trying to do stuff about race and how we treated a black Captain America super soldier and how we treated Steve Rogers. But they don't deliver on any of them particularly. They just want to make those comments. Mm. And I don't think the show knows that it can deliver on any of them or it could cut down and do a few of them really interestingly. It feels like they set out so many talking points and it, it's almost like, there's this here, there's this here. It's mm-hmm. It feels very cautious in one respect and then very bold in another. Mm. Um, and, and sometimes there'll be these lines and it's, I find it genuinely shocking and surprising. I think possibly my most, the most surprised I was um, to date was the conversation that Lamar and Walker were having about Afghanistan. Mm. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, I didn't expect mm-hmm. to see language like that about that in this show yeah from these characters i that is a really you know but then on the other hand you have them saying think how many people we could have saved that day if we'd had that serum mm. what 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 and i sat there for a while like i put the second time around i watched it i paused it i sat there and i thought literally what scenario <laughs> would that help with mm-hmm what could you be talking about? And it's and I think that it's quite a good example of saying big sentences and some pay off and some are just some words that sound big. Mm-hmm. And if you sit there and go, but what does that mean? Mm. You know, it's just passing time and, and generating expressions. And I feel like there's quite a lot of that. I, I felt the same about the kind of supremacy conversation. Those are some mm-hmm. big words. But look at what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And what does it mean? I'd argue it's not as big as the words. Yeah. Yeah, the, the supremacy one, I think they might deliver on because they then picked that thread up again later on mm. and had the discussion with Carly, yeah. which I think will again, hopefully, will revisit. But at the same time, when they revisit the conversation with Sam and he makes the comment to Zemo of, isn't that what gods say? Mm. Again, it just feels like a, ha, I outthought you. But like you not, did. not that this means anything. <laughs> no. It's just a kind of battle of wits and mm. talking of the battle of wits. I mean, the banter. Where has the banter gone? What uh, this yeah. whole thing was sold on was going to be this banter, mm-hmm. and I don't think 
I think the only bit that I thought was even close to it was during the uh, was wasn't even between Bucky and Sam. It was during the Dora Milaje fight, and it was uh, Bucky saying, "Looking strong, John." Yeah. yeah. That that was the closest, which I didn't like. That was a bit odd. <laughs> oh no, I liked it. I liked the sarcasm. Well, you know, stuff like like um, Bucky kind of mocking your titi. You go, really? Is what that was all of that? What about? was that yeah. scene? What was it for? That I mean, surely this is not like Ruby Bucky internet boyfriend. Surely he wouldn't do that. <laughs> but like that's that's reminiscent, and I, and I've complained about this before. The the joke in films of some sciencey person says a some says something, and some non sciencey person goes, "Oh, in English, please." Mm. Like as a person who talks about tech sciencey things, sometimes you learn to use language that everyone can understand. You don't do that thing. I, I find it hard to believe that Sam would think, oh, I'll call her my TT and that'll be fine. When everyone would go, what do you mean when you say TT? What's well, like an Well, coming out from the other way and say you're, you, that's clearly an, an affectionate term, which is like surely not something that somebody who's operated in multiple languages across many continents would say mm. to anyone. You pick it up from the context, don't you? Does yeah. it matter if yeah. it was his grandmother or his aunt? No. The point he's trying to make is there still, and it just... Mm. It was a weird pick to make, and, yeah. and it felt like totally fighting agree. for banter where there was none to be had. Mm. It was scraping an empty barrel. Mm. Or like there's a weird. certain word count that has to be hit. <laughs> well... <laughs> Those paragraphs that you should have deleted from the first draft? Yeah. I mean, this adjective was to get long. Through. This was a, how, mm-hmm. how exactly long someone's usually noticed. Know. 50, 50, was it 58 minutes with credits or was it? Can Wikipedia tell us? Wikipedia can't tell us. It could have been 50 minutes with credits. Even so, it was it was a longer mm. running time because mm. I had finished my breakfast by the time it ended. <laughs> I have a large breakfast with this show. Um, You're so organised still watching a breakfast. I still oh, yeah. forget it's on until <laughs> at least lunchtime on a Friday, uh, which is not a good sign. Friday Marvel. It's uh, Disney. It's great. Um, so far, yeah. they've been the right length to fit between the end of the workday and the start of the rugby league. So it's just <laughs> slotting in there nicely for me. <laughs> I'd love to know how many people are following this show with rugby league. <laughs> if you also watch rugby league, do tweet at us at Ellen and Gushing. Do. do oh yes. <laughs> I may. There must be someone other than that. me and my dad. Yeah. <laughs> But just going back for a second to to um to this thing about kind of scraping where where there is nothing, I feel like the whole Zemo thing just doesn't exist. Like there's a whole false dichotomy here about Bucky breaking Zemo out. I don't understand why he's useful. He has demonstrated very little use to me so far. I don't understand what they were going to do with him in eight hours that validated having eight hours with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like a little gremlin turning up. In scenes, kind of like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. You know, it's just. <laughs> there was it's... no sense of urgency that they had eight hours. Was and there was no time? plan. Uh... <laughs> you know, you've got eight hours. Okay, great. How are we going to work this out? Well, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to fly yeah. somewhere and do something, have three fights. And, like, I don't understand why any of this happened. And given that everything about Zemo. I am really struggling because they they've set it, they've made it such a key part of the last three episodes or mm. possibly two. It feels like longer. Um, it's been so important that they broke him out, and there's so much riding on it about kind of the validity of everything that Bucky does and 
all of the conversations with with the Wakandans, they now have to come and deal with his continued existence outside prison now. And it's just it. I still don't feel the show has given me a good enough reason for any of this. And I think that we are past the point where they can give me a good reason now. I think I'm just supposed to have accepted it because he's funny sometimes. Yeah, I think I think the dancing was meant to have won you over. <laughs> Although apparently, according <laughs> to the article, that was, you know, just like a little bonus. That yes. They, that they tapped mm. in. Seen the extended cut, I take it. Sure have. Many mm-hmm. times. <laughs> what a treat. Just, just to throw out, I mean, he dances like I dance, which is a little worrying. Um... The, the internet loves it. There's no Matthew, no clearly. problem at all. Is it this is, is this going to be master the, of dance? Yeah, the new TikTok trend is sort of dancing like awkward white guys. <laughs> the, the version hey, of, I'm going to hold and click side to side. <laughs> the version of that that's set, that someone set to Agatha all along is just perfect. Yeah, beautiful. That's what we're here for. I'm, I'm finding the effort to make Zemo charming. Likeable, funny. I'm not sure what what's the right word to to use, but the effort to do that because because he is occasionally saying things that you're like, oh, that's quite an interesting comment. You know, mm. some of these threads that they're laying down, but he doesn't come across as likable. He comes across as too knowing. No, Tony Stark was at least charming, mm. even if he was an ass most of the time. Well, this guy is a baron, this guy is so just the, an the world doesn't apply to him. True. He's yeah. just operating outside everything and, and feels like mm. there are no consequences because, look, there aren't. So well, maybe... Are. He was in prison and then, you know... Yeah, but now he's out. That yeah. Fine. Exactly. That's what the I'm saying. The actual Avengers rescued him. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. No consequences. Exactly. Mm. Or at least limited consequences. And one, so, one, yeah. One thing I would say in Zemo's defence, as I am now determined to be back on the Pollyanna train is that he did stick to his convictions because, you know, there is a moment there when he finds the serum and mm-hmm. it's a case of, oh, so is he now going to shoot himself up with this so that he can become a super soldier and take out all the other super soldiers? But no, he stomps on it and um, yeah. not very thorough, unfortunately, leaving one there. But uh, but he did stick to his convictions. and uh, So big tick for Zemo. Uh, but at the same time, why, why is the show making the kind of concrete supervillain into the most moral demonstration of anything we've seen yet. <laughs> mm. Because I think, I, well, I think that's just this other layer of complication, isn't it? But as but if he shouldn't do... be there in the first place, which I still think he shouldn't be, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the thing. If there was a genuinely demonstrable reason for him to be in any of these scenes, I think I would find his presence more convincing and more worthwhile. But because the start is wrong, I it, it I still haven't been able to get on board. But Abby, there is an absolutely demonstrable reason. He was a popular villain in the film. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you gotta be able to fudge something better. I agree. <laughs> you know, I the amount of money agree. that goes into so many things in this show, and I don't want to disparage writers, editors, anyone, because goodness knows I couldn't write this show. Um but <laughs> No, but I mean the talent that now has flocked yeah. to Marvel for yes, the money they've got, but also the opportunities mm. and and you know what people can create, as we have seen through previous uh, mm. 
iterations. Um, but yeah, it it is starting. And unless they're really going to pull something amazing out of the bag that explains all of this, any mm. of it would do at this point. Then, uh, then yeah, it is. It is a bit disappointing. Uh, although talking of that, I've seen that both Malcolm Sparman, the showrunner, and Nate, somebody who's a Marvel producer, have said that it all comes together in episode five, and they've been saying that for a while. Yeah, so okay. it's not just a case of we got to episode four and everyone's still confused. Yeah, because <laughs> no, it's been better is, next week. If there are, and I, and that would suggest, like, like if this was going to come good, the only way for me that this comes good is um, if there must, there must be something that Bucky knows and is not telling us, um, and presumably something that Io knows as well. Hence, this is why you have eight hours presumably like there, there must be something logical <laughs> here that we're missing they must be doing something when they're in this house having tea and biscuits and whiskey all the time you know which by the by for those of you who haven't read a lot of fan fiction that's what you do when you run out of plot you have <laughs> either sex or whiskey and biscuits <laughs> that is what happens and, and it is always really a bit been, weird <laughs> there has not been a lot of the former in this one is there no, which is fine, you know. I mean, but by this point, I'm beginning to think they've had enough whiskey and maybe we need to move on. <laughs> maybe that's the next two episodes, that's all it is. <laughs> maybe when they say it comes together in episode five. <laughs> oh, the internet would be very happy. Crikey. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, basically what I was saying is there must be some stuff that we don't have. And, and usually, Matthew, I feel like you're the person who's like, I don't like not knowing what's happening in the show. But. Yeah, the, the the trouble that I'm having with the Zemo thing is... I, I get breaking him out, because he does get them that first thing that leads them to Donya Malardi, um and possibly being able to find it. But they do say to him, you know, if you step out of line, we'll haul you back in. He shoots someone. He shoots someone. And they're still hanging around with him and finding him useful. And, and I don't quite understand why it's him who knows... Like, why is Carly at this place that he knows so well from his childhood? Mm. There's there's a, a link there that's not clear, which might come clear. It might be this is all a big Hydra thing. So, I, I think it might just be the Eastern European thing again. Yeah, mm. he's from Sokovia. This is Latvia. Well, they all know each other, don't they? Yeah. And it's just, I, I just... That's the bit that doesn't hang together. And I think, I think exactly as you say, Laura, he was popular and he is doing charming funny supervillain things now so we'll keep him in because we want to take him to a place wherever he's going to go and that place had better be further than turkish delight because <sighs> i mean narnia really right now white witch really that's that's the line we're running with yeah and, and not just a bit but like really ramming at home turkish delight it's like oh come on <laughs> which is disgusting <laughs> Oh no! It, it is disgusting. It's marvelous. What? But if Tilda Swinton offers me hot chocolate and, and Turkish light, I'm taking the hot chocolate and Turkish light. Just <laughs> so we're clear. Yeah. What? It's not to do with Turkish delight. My siblings and everything can can freeze, <laughs> and I'll give her a lion. It's fine. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't believe I'm hosting a podcast with two people who don't like Turkish Ooh, delight. No. Wow! The revelations. I once Gosh. drove home from a Metallica concert throwing Turkish light out of the window when it came out of a, a bag of chocolates. I would have been running behind picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrifying, the things I'm learning. Uh, you love us, really. So, 
I think we need to talk about that ending. Hmm. Yeah, Walker. Mm. I keep forgetting a, that was the end. Had a better episode. Yep. Expand. Uh, I think we finally gave him actual characterization, mm-hmm. talking a bit about his past and so on, but more so than he has a wife who's a person of colour and a best friend who's a person of colour <laughs> and he's he's the best person to be the new Captain America. Yeah. Um, he actually, you know, like you say, really interesting conversation about why he actually got the medals and, and there that's the worst day of his life. I mean, I mean, Abby, you, you've been sort of very... Um, pessimistic about the military intervention, the military complex here, but but you're absolutely right. There were good comments here really to say interesting. We send these people off to do horrendous things, and we mm. then tell everyone that it's the best thing. And to say that Captain America is the thing that he feels he can believe in, having come mm. through the military, I didn't expect that in this show. Mm. Laura, you talked about uh, obviously a couple of episodes ago now, but that. Sam giving up the shield. Everyone was telling him it was the right thing to do. We'll put it in a museum. It's, you know, great. You know, we can move on. All of this sort of thing. I found it really interesting, contrasted with the way everyone's telling... Well, not everyone. Battlestar mainly. But everyone's telling Walker, you're the right person to do this. You are the best person. You've tested off the charts. You've got all these medals. You are such a great person. See, everyone loves you here. And, you know, if you took the serum, also you'd be an amazing person because you're the best person ever. Everything is leading him to, yeah, of course he's going to take the serum. Yeah. I wish I'd seen it. I wish I'd been there for, for more of him actually arguing with himself over it. Or some sort of mirror golem moment. Something on those lines would have been cool. But I get it. And the show helped me get it to say, yes, I can see why he's taking it. I like the way in this episode they built it up. Mm-hmm. So they had... Um... Well, they built up the whole of the ending and yes, him taking the serum, but also then what he did once he'd had the serum. Mm. So there's him being humiliated or you can see he's feeling humiliated when he wants to go in and interrupt Sam and Bucky stops him and clearly can stop him without mm-hmm. much effort. Uh, he is very clearly humiliated when he's being beaten by the Dora. That's uh, excellent. And, mm. you know, as he says, they didn't even have super soldier serum. Mm-hmm. And then also, which I only picked up on my third view is when he's talking about um talking to bucky about sam being his partner you're going to have your partner's blood in your hands etc etc so then with what happens to lamar i thought all of that was done really well i just wish they'd started it earlier than this episode Mm -hmm. because we've been seeing him becoming more arrogant and more entitled you know he goes from in at the beginning in his intro in the locker room of being a bit shaky is is he good enough and then as you see you know he uses influence to spring bucky from prison mm-hmm. um he cancels his um i was gonna say maternity that's not right is it unless <laughs> this is gonna be a big change his therapy etc you know and, and his general attitude but the actual building up of him feeling inadequate mm. That had only really been in this episode, and I yeah. just would have loved if they'd done this even over two episodes. I think we um, had it a bit at, at the beginning when he was sort of talking about kind of going out before the football games, and and there was that unexpected hmm. vulnerability even when we introduced him, but, but it didn't thread. It was it was mm-hmm. almost at the beginning and the end of where we're supposed to think about him. I think for me that's different because that was the vulnerability and this idea that all oh, Captain America is a big mantle to take on. Versus what we're seeing in this one, the humiliation mm. um, when he comes up against someone who's stronger than him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I see building nicely. You've got the the vulnerability, then you've got his entitlement building, and then mm-hmm. when he doesn't get what he then thinks he's entitled to, winning the fights, then yeah. you get that humiliation. I just wish we'd had, given where we end up, which is a big place, I just wish we had maybe a couple of episodes that spread through. But I think what they actually wrote was was really good, particularly as I've been complaining about the writing. Did, did they want it to land with that moment in, I think, the last episode where she, she, he shrieks at someone, don't you know who I am? Yeah. And to us, it was a like, oh, he's too big for his boots thing. Yeah. But it's actually his, he's frustrated about the lack of progress or the lack of respect. No. But there's different ways of playing that to make that land better. And, and I, you're absolutely right. It came so well here. The whole thing about the partners. And, yeah. and that is the thing that makes Bucky seem to move. And, and he has a look in his eyes of, yeah, I don't want another friend to fall. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of that. And the fact it's Lamar that's taken and then Lamar that's hurt the second time, we sort of see it escalating because he's continually worried about Lamar. Hmm. It's good. Yeah. But I think the things that, that kind of frustrated me slightly in, in his storyline, I mean, firstly, like, his partner didn't need him like at, at that point in time. Um, and, and that was just not a, not a thing. It was a weird thing to say. And, you know, Lamar says... You make the great decisions in the heat of battle. And it's just like, well, you're telling me that, but mm-hmm. I have seen zero evidence Absolutely. of this great decision making. You are working very hard to tell yourselves and each other mm-hmm. that this is the right man for the job. And I would like to think that that is probably intentional. I would like to think that that is part of the comment is that, you know, part of... Um, part of what makes a hero is everyone telling you <laughs> that there's a hero in front of you mm-hmm. um, and telling themselves. And and I think, I hope that that is conscious writing in there. But um, but yeah, he, he really doesn't seem to ever make any good decisions. And I just thought that whole let me add him kind of sequence was just really weird. <laughs> it didn't, it, it was so, I mean, I understand that it is supposed to be kind of quite sort of almost childish, mm. but it, it, <sighs> I, I don't feel on the one hand you, you can talk about, about all of this kind of military experience and so on, or is the point really that he got three medals for, for one day, one difficult day where he did something? Mm-hmm. I mean, are we making that specific a point? I don't know. It It's it's quite awkward. I will say about the ending, the shield and the blood mm-hmm. and the panning around the people with the cameras, I mean, that is an image you know that yeah. is that is one of your big storyboard moments that is your Absolutely. comic cover and i think last week we talked a bit about you know it feels like the comic with a great cover mm-hmm. and you look to see how we get there and you finish the comic and you're not entirely sure <laughs> i think everything from when uh not lamar actually dying but after lamar dies everything from then onwards is fantastically done yeah, everything action, the music, the way they build up as he's going mm-hmm. out of the building, him doing the jump out into it, that felt very reminiscent of the cat movies actually because yeah. we've this is the first time obviously we've seen a superpowered human with the with the shield again. But the the way having complained about the music earlier, the way this music was building was fantastic. And I mean it without showing anything that they couldn't mm. show, mm-hmm. it you really felt that. And then that final shot. Ooh. And it's interesting he the first time, obviously, I was just kind of like, oh, my God, <laughs> looking at the shot mm-hmm. and then the shield in particular. But then the second time looking at him, he looks kind of shaky. Mm-hmm. He like isn't the, standing the there like proud of what he's done. No. But it's just this kind of he looks wobbly. 
And it's interesting, when you were talking about that scene, um, Abby, where he was saying, you know, let me at them kind of thing, to me that played as if he was already on something. He he already seemed hopped up. He was breathing really heavily. He was kind of twitchy. And it does make me wonder, was that shot with the intention that he'd already taken the serum and then they changed their mind? Because he hasn't got the serum at that point. No, he hasn't in the story. But did they edit it a different I don't way know. Did something change after some, they shot uh, it? Some other thing was, yeah. Because he, he you mm-hmm. know, he seemed, yeah. I would have said he'd sort of snorted something if it wasn't for this serum flying about. That's come in more than just that scene as part of his thing. And, and, and again, maybe it's just part of the language of television. When we see someone breathing heavily, being a bit Oof. sweaty, mm. it's usually an implication of an outside influence on them. Yeah. So, but it is also that kind of a, panicky mm. attachment as well. And, and I think that it makes him seem dangerous, you know. Yeah. Unstable, mm. I suppose. that's They're, they're playing on, on those those you don't know what that character is going to do because he is behaving in ways that usually indicate yeah outside influence or mm. some such um just on on the on the serum thing and the choices there was a moment where i was just kind of i, I just yelled, but but is he going to give the serum to lamar which would have been a twist that i did not see coming and then for a moment i was like Yes, that is exactly what's going to happen. That's going to be so interesting. And then, like, I'd already written the rest of the episode in my head about how interesting <laughs> it was going to be, which obviously didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, but but for a fantastic. moment, because because and and specifically because he'd already said to Lamar, "Would you take it?" You know, he had mm. consent mm. for that, and I was just like, "But that is really interesting." I think that would have been really interesting. I don't think it then that would necessarily fit with the character that they've been building of Walker and this feeling of humiliation. But do you know what? One of the things that I did know when I was going through is Lamar's first thought when they talk about um, trying to take Morgenthau at the funeral was high risk of civilian casualties. Um, he then goes on and says, yes, it's worth trying to talk her down. Really, the government should have given him the shield. Mm. He's a far better Captain America than Walker is. Other than his judgment and character of saying that Walker stood in in uh, a crisis, because I, that stage I just shouted at the screen, Lamar, no, he isn't. <laughs> but it, but it also seems to me like he's a man who's fairly self aware and just doesn't want to deal with any of that stuff. And, and I think mm. that that that's, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm reading that that into it, but you know, the way that he is really prepared to back up Walker mm. rather than to kind of put any question around that and always just seems slightly relieved that he's not having to deal with that. Like, it's much easier to pat your mate on the back and build him up and be like, yeah, you go and deal with that rubbish. I'll be over here. Would you accept it if there had been a line somewhere of, yeah, they were never going to consider me because the way I look? Is I sort of wish he'd said something you know? like a rather you than me or something. Mm, mm. I, I, it, because it feels like that tone. But but yeah, I think given how much we've we've seen... In those in that early episode, you know, Sam just kind of not not even considering going through with things and adhering to all these things and, and seeing all of those conversations in the one hand, it's sort of interesting that we don't have a direct parallel. Mm. Um and and to an extent as well that Lamar is the casualty in this yeah. episode. Um which I also I suppose didn't see coming. No, I suppose if he he seems to be the only one that can make Walker listen. Mm-hmm. And so I guess as part of this crescendo, he has to go. Yeah. And this is the thing, you know, now we have Walker also motivated by loss. 
mm-hmm. and grief and an inability to stop and control your circumstances. And everybody's pretty bad in this, except Sam, who's just trying to talk nicely to people and sort things out quietly. Um, and can we talk about the conversation between Carly and Sarah? Yes. What do people think of that? I didn't usually. I thought it, I thought it was very well done, um, but it seemed to be getting us from point A to point B. I quite liked it. I thought it was a sensible mm-hmm. escalation considering who Sam is. Mm-hmm. Um, I believed that she wasn't planning on doing anything to hurt uh, mm. Sarah or her kids when um, when Morgenthau said that. But I think the line that Sarah says, my world doesn't matter to America, so why should I care about its mascot? Mm-hmm. Was mm. I think that's the line of the episode um, okay. for me. And I think it's one of the few things that's tapped back into the race side of things that they've been talking about in previous episodes, which just seems to have sun- sort of disappeared slightly for, mm. I don't maybe because we're not in America, that, but I mean, that would be a little um, short-sighted to suggest there isn't issues over in Europe and here. One thing, just just sort of coming off, off the back of that, a thing that I thought was really interesting was um, Sarah's line in, in contrast with um, Carly talking about the shield and what it represents mm-hmm. and I thought I thought for a while about this because my first instinct was well you don't really get to talk about the shield and what it stands for um, because it's it's not your symbol and mm. you're European um, and I looked up um, the character that she was based on who is Swiss and I thought well you know you, you've really not given us any mm. suggestion that um, that you are specifically tied to America and, and any such way that you might want to comment on national mm. symbolism of this. But then, when you consider kind of her in this global world that she's been living in, and as a globalist, mm. who is very clearly affected by the global behaviour of Captain America rocking up in various European countries to do whatever to support this internationalist scenario, I thought it was very interesting to have her as this kind of the, the anti-Captain America, and then to have Sarah just be like, that's nothing to do with me. Yeah. Mm. And and I thought that just having that moment where those two talk to each other and present these kind of contrasting sides, it, it does make you think that they are really painting with really interesting details in places. And I just, again, I really appreciate that we are <laughs> having this podcast and talking about this show in detail that I, I probably wouldn't have spent that much time thinking about who gets to talk about what and what context Mm. is in the show versus Mm -hmm. in the world um, if we hadn't established this kind of network of of conversation. Mm. Um, And I can't remember if it was before we started recording or not when we were saying that would we have established kind of talking this much if we hadn't just had WandaVision. Well, that that is a very fair point, I think. Because I think there's less in this show certainly so far. But we are used to, on a Friday, everyone watches it and everyone chats about it over the weekend. And then some guy comes up with a bad take early in the week. Everyone slates that guy and we all move on. <laughs> Seems to be how this, this show goes. Yeah, it's interesting that we didn't record yesterday. <laughs> yeah. When, when this, are we going to touch on this conversation? Or I mean, should, I mean, should we just he, leave it he, to the people who covered it? <laughs> he himself has, has gone, I'm not going to delete it. I'm going to leave it as a monument to bad takes. The whole thing about disarming Bucky and it means the Wakandans didn't trust him and stuff. Like, yes, yes, they are a nation who don't trust people. Rightfully so. 
So, you know. Yeah, they set themselves that they're isolationist. Exactly. In order to protect themselves, and they're uh, starting to come out. Every bit of discussion I'd seen up to that was, it's really smart of them, and, you know, it really does paint into the character of them. Mm. um, To be so wary and to control what they've got, and, and, you know, giving Vibranium away to people and so on. And then suddenly this guy is like, oh, it means they're not trustworthy. It's like, uh, no, it doesn't. And he and he then, to be fair, a few hours later, they go, yeah, okay, mere culpa. I have to be honest, though, when it first happened, it felt really uncomfortable for me. Mm. I think some people, have, I don't know if your mm. take, I've heard some people thought it was funny. Um, and I didn't, I felt just really uncomfortable because, mm. yes, when I then think about it, I completely agree with the take. But looking at it and seeing, I think in part it's because of the, the talent of Sebastian Stan. Absolutely. How horrified and then hurt mm. he looks. And also there is the thing as well, you know, he's had people controlling his mm-hmm. body through controlling his mind for, for the majority of his life. And, and now even he thought this was a bit that was was part of him and that's been taken away. But completely, if you give someone a robot arm <laughs> who has a, a dodgy past... Mm. You are going to make sure there is a way to turn that Have off, an off if you switch. need to. Absolutely. Well, I mean, also, what she says it right at the beginning, I'm not going to let you hurt anyone. And that includes mm. her. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it's, mm. it's, I, I, I don't feel that there were any broken promises. And, and I almost wonder if, if some of kind of Bucket's disappointment is kind of in himself. Like, oh, I can't believe we just ended up here. And now mm. I have to yeah. be checked. I have to be checked. I've just watched everyone around me get checked. Mm-hmm. What was I doing? I just, I mean, I don't know if I'm overly ascribing him with self-awareness, but I, I thought that everything was very appropriate, except for the bit where he got involved in the fighting, which again, I found odd. And and I think that this sort of brings me back to more false dichotomies. Why did that happen? <laughs> Well, why did he get involved in the yeah. fight with Adora? Well, because Sam says to him, Bucky, as in, you've got to do something about this. Why did Sam say that? Well, because they were going for Walker with their spears as if they were actually going to take him out. They were killing blows they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. Because th- those spears were going for a head until they I were caught. I you know. <laughs> and as we've said, and, and Walker and Lamar are not at that stage powered. And, and the Dora Milaje kill Captain America is a, a, an incident. Well, that that could start a different series. Mm. Um, which would be, I mean, again, it's just kind of like, like, why did all of this have to happen? Why did we bring the Wakandans in and Zemo out? And, and mm-hmm. why did we th- fold that in to an already creakingly hefty show? Um, I was so happy to see Wakanda, and now I'm just like, I I don't I don't know what what they got out of this. Well, they're not necessarily gone yet because Zemo's on the run, mm. isn't he? Um, but this this is pretty much what I was expecting to see when they turned up is that they would go for Zemo, not necessarily who they would be fighting with. Um, mm. But and I that that scene was one of the high points for me. That fight scene, I thought it was fantastically choreographed. Mm-hmm. And just seeing the Dora do what they do is just fantastic. Mm. Yeah, always a joy. I mean, always. And and you mentioned also that that bit about Walker being like, and they haven't even got any serum, which felt yeah. petulant as I was watching it. But I think yeah. when you describe it in the context mm. of of his journey, you know, it's oh yeah, he's beaten and he knows he's beaten. 
I'm good. not just slightly mm. beaten, you know, <laughs> severely, yeah. not even in question, as mm-hmm. he absolutely should be and, and I think needed to be. But again, wouldn't it have just been so interesting if he'd just kind of quietly learnt something and grown as a person? <laughs> I think there's still opportunity for that. Like I said, we don't actually know what is going to be the reaction after what he did, because as mm. I say, he was stood there and he was shaky. Is this, you know... Yes, I suppose, I mean, we haven't seen him, you know, Carly was, was unrepentant and immediately drawn as unrepentant. I mean, but but I don't know how much penitence means when you just throw somebody in with a shield, regardless of what's on it. <laughs> no, I don't mean from, you know, a repercussions viewpoint that whether it should make any difference, but I think it could be interesting from the storyline. And also it would explain some stuff which I'm not going to talk about because actually it's in a trailer and I think maybe not everyone's seen that. Okay. It would okay. explain some things, which I'm right. annoyed I've okay. um, But I, I, before we move on from the door, on, can sorry. I, or, yeah. sorry, can I just also say, when the unnamed Dora stomps the shield mm-hmm. and catches it, oh, you're just like, keep it! Keep the bloody thing! <laughs> Nothing but respect for my Captain America. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think the show is smart enough. I don't think the MCU is smart enough about government agencies to do anything other than we see a news report spinning he took down a dangerous terrorist who was going to blow up the building or something okay. to to absolve him of whatever we saw. I'm really hoping I that isn't where we go. That but... is, I mean, given the news reports that we've already heard so far, mm. the yeah, maybe more that's dangerous group, mm. that, that is setting us up for that kind of thing. Just one more thing on the, kind of the conversations of Monday night. I do want to say that sometimes there is something really... <sighs> Nice isn't quite the word, but it, it's it's so interesting to live in a world where you can see kind of black disability activists walk into the conversation, explain something, and have the internet go, huh, okay. Mm. And, and to be able to hear from people who are not voices that I would have, have been able to necessarily hear had I not been watching a show which sparked this conversation which may have started as a bad take and usually when things start as a bad take they just get so much worse everyone goes to extremes yeah yeah everyone mm. everyone goes to extremes you find out terrible things about the people who started it and then the whole mm-hmm. thing is just a sales pitch for a burger or something you know like it's it's <laughs> it, and i'm not saying this ended well i'm not saying it wasn't an incredibly difficult conversation for a lot of people to be involved in etc however i did get to read some some incredibly interesting threads and conversations mm. um which i'm very grateful and you get to kind of diversify your twitter feed and learn about all kinds of other interesting stuff as well as adding about five more tv shows to my watch list <laughs> so you know it's just that kind of expanding web of fandom from this discourse um i feel like i've been able to to enjoy a different level of discourse and engagement um, through these Marvel series that I, I've been on Twitter for a really long time and I'm amazed I'm still there. But it's been interesting. <laughs> it's it's nice to have had a slightly different experience with it this year, directly as a result of these shows. Um, mm. You know, I think you know some other people have had much worse experiences and this is bad. But from a very small personal corner of things, there's been some really interesting conversations in the hashtags. Like hashtags that you can actually go and look through without setting fire to your phone. Hmm. Um, maybe that's not everyone's experience, but it was interesting. Hmm. How do you feel about the shield now? How did, I, how did you feel about it before? 
No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. How did you feel about it before? I mean, I think that this is slightly why, what I was saying about Carly's thing. Was it's not really up to me to have any feelings about it. Like, sure. No, but you are, you are somebody who watches. You are familiar with the MCU. The shield has been used throughout as a symbol, whether it's American or not. But I do think that's really interesting, actually, because I like, think that this has often been one of my problems in engaging with the Avengers, is I just don't really have many feelings about Captain America. Mm. And the the Americanness of Captain America is is really his business and and his conversation and it's very strange having that conversation now happen in Europe and having these things happen in Europe where I feel more inclined to have feelings about them. Mm. Um, mm. I think any time you cover a symbol in blood, it's 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 sure as an image. How about you, Matthew? Any specific feelings? I think that thing does not obey the laws of physics. And yes. <laughs> Abby, your comment about it being covered in blood in Europe is really interesting because yes, is that part of the point that it's Captain America doing this on other other soil? So so is it not necessarily that it it can be spun into anything other than hey, look at what America's doing. Mm. <laughs> Coming over here and killing our freedom fighters. Because I mean they have said explicitly those points even even in this you know you you're coming here and you're saying this and you're doing something else mm. you came over there sam said this cap did something else mm. this cap did something else i i find that the whole thing of that ending didn't build up quite well enough as i reflect on it because they they make a comment about killing captain america mm. but it's it's almost a little throwaway. It's not quite hammered enough for me. I don't. I don't know whether I just didn't listen. It, it almost felt like the the killing the idea of Captain America. It, it, it yeah. felt very conceptual. We're going to kill Captain America. Well, is that video enough and, to kill Captain America? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think they were very practically trying to kill Captain well, America. Well, exactly. Yeah, they're holding him, and Carly comes in with a knife, mm-hmm. um, and, and is only stopped by Lamar. But what I found really weird about that scene is that, and I'm correcting myself now because I said everything after Lamar's death was fantastic. When Lamar dies, everybody in that room is horrified, Mm -hmm. including the flag smashers. Mm. And you're kind of like, well, you were okay killing the guy called Captain America that you thought was unpowered. And I could see you being disappointed or or you know um upset guilty that you've killed it and it's not as as she said earlier there'd be no point in killing sam because he's not the symbol he's not the one but they look it's like almost as if they were all playing Mm -hmm. and then the game went really wrong and someone died someone broke a window yeah yes and and they're just so horrified that you Mm. kind of think yes i could see you having a shocked reaction but this idea that oh my god somebody died well that was your plan just the wrong one yeah. And they then run away. They don't then yeah. try to kill Captain America and be like, we got Captain America and his sidekick. Yeah. yeah. And, and if if she had... So if we go back to when Carly blew up the building, if instead of having her say, this is the only language those people understand, she'd said something kind of hard but blank along the lines of, there, w- there was no one in there when I rigged the bomb or whatever. Mm. You know, they weren't supposed to be there. Something like that. If it had been an accidental killing before and she had just kind of shut down any response to it, where I'm going is is that if it had never really been serious to her, and in a sense, because Captain America is sort of a mythical figure, mm. almost, mm-hmm. the idea of killing Captain America, it's, you know, 
Hmm. Like killing a dragon. Um, which, not, you know, I don't want to kill a dragon. I always want to You know to where I'm dragon. going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> killing a fiction. Depends on the dragon. You know, it, it, it's, it would have worked as, as talking as if you were killing a fiction and then being shocked when, when a person died. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really good way of looking at it. But because she hmm. already offed a load of people and then says in this very episode, and I'd kill them again if I had to, they were roadblocks. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, it just doesn't add up. It's it's so inconsistent to yeah. me. And, and odd. So with the... It's really interesting hearing your take on the shield because I think I bought into it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it may be just because I am so exposed to American culture. But how did you feel about it before? I before I think because of everything that Captain America stands for, I don't know if I'd necessarily seen. I know he's called Captain America, but I think I'd always just seen that as being well. That's a hangover from the comics, the, and the way that Chris Evans played him, the way that then Chris Evans played him in real life, at least you mm-hmm. know in public appearances. Um, well, Chris Evans does have a lovely dog. He does. He does. <laughs> many many lovely things. Um, and uh, and so yeah I had seen him this um, by the way I know he's not real but I had seen him as being this this image of hope and 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 mm-hmm. goodness and that the shield and I love the way the shield moves I really like like it as one of the it's a great weapon yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more interesting than a lot of the other ones yeah um I like the hammer so th- I feel like the hammer's got real timing well yeah Mjolnir is the thing yeah <laughs> I mean it it's pretty impressive but I still think I prefer the shield and mm. so then okay. and this such the violence with I mean obviously Steve has killed people with it in the past he must have but the violence of the way it was used as sort of a cutting implement mm. and then and then that, that amazing shot of the blood on it I am now like I don't know I want anybody to have this now mm-hmm. it really genuinely feels tainted mm. and I think maybe because it is now much more tied to um America for me because the, it does seem clear that they're using this as a uh, I can't think of the right word metaphor I guess representation yeah. yeah for for what America what America in inverted commas thinks it is and what it actually is mm-hmm. or what maybe it thought it used to be and, and is now with American imperialism and I know it's hysterical a British person talking about imperialism but that's where where we are. So yeah, it feels tainted. I'm like, well, I don't want Sam to have that. I want Sam to have something cooler than that. You know, mm-hmm. something that doesn't have this horrible legacy now. And that's a really, really interesting point. That because I was not particularly engaged with the shield in in that sense, I hadn't really got to thinking. But yeah, considering we spent the run up to this show and the first two episodes talking about how we were going to get kind of Sam to become Captain America and take on the shield. Which would be, you know, almost like the the crowning, if you like, mm-hmm. to to receive the shield, as you say. Would you want it now? And he yeah. didn't want it before. He's not going to want it. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and he's the one saying he believes in what the flag smashers are doing. Yeah. So where can this go? Samwise, as it were. <laughs> Potato. <laughs> Second breakfast all round. <sighs> uh, like, like, how how does this turn out for Sam? And you know, with with 
Carly almost sort of kind of neutering his response to things. Small sidebar as well about the thing with um, Kylie calling Sarah. Kylie. Carly. <laughs> calling Sarah. Um, how exactly was she going to, you know, is there a flag, sm- flag smashers branch in America? Like, how is she going to, has she got a plane as well? Have they all got planes? It is meant to be an international movement. And she was able to find out the name of mm-hmm. the kids and the fact there's a dock out the back. So, I mean, I, Google I Maps exists. Ever... Yeah, but the kids' names aren't on Google Maps. I mean, she's probably got an Instagram. The news report did talk about supporters growing for this international group. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But I thought that just meant Europe. Because, you know, okay. we've seen them in Germany and Latvia and that's mm. international for <laughs> <laughs> some people. <laughs> it, it is interesting yeah. on the America point that with CAP... Steve Rogers, he was always Cap. They never lent, except for that first film, they never really lent into the Americanness of it. Yeah. Um, and this time they are turning it into, they're focusing on the America rather than the Cap bit. Mm. That's mm. interesting. I'm all, almost worried to speculate anywhere that it might go because I'm worried, again, that we'll come up with something better than what we actually get. At this point, though, I'd almost just like to have it. A... In mind, because I was really energised by the hope that Lamar would become a super soldier and mm-hmm. something interesting would happen there. And I still like to go back to that place sometimes when I feel <laughs> slightly disillusioned. I'm not going to comment because I've seen oh, things in trailers, seen, which seen I think things. they shouldn't have showed us. Okay. Um, unless was it in the trailer lies. that came out before the show? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Can we anyway. cut this bit so you can tell me? <laughs> no, because Matthew, you've not seen it, have you? When I when I oh, come sorry. off the thing, yes, you can talk about it. <laughs> Fine, sorry. <laughs> Do I need to take my headphones off for a minute no. And, no, no, and just not listen to this episode? I'll, I'll just message Abby afterwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, and okay. that and to be honest, that has actually made me think. You know, as soon as this, the Loki trailer came out, I was watching it and lapping it <laughs> up and that, and I'm thinking, I actually, despite the fact that we're talking about this, I'm going to go back to my not watching trailers anymore for the mm. Marvel things because they are horrific at showing things mm. that they one they don't need to and two that just ruin or not ruin but that WandaVision <sighs> bit you know that line from this is our home and we're going to fight for it from the yeah. end you just say oh, halfway well. through the final episode yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah that's going to be my new policy I think going forward I think that's why I haven't seen the Loki one yet and I might skip it um, excited as I am for Loki. Yes. But, you know, this show is called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And neither of them have come up Trump so far. I but, just, yeah. I'm getting I'm really tired of Bucky. And, and I had hopes early on. And Sebastian Stan is such a great actor. Yeah, the I'm, stuff they let him do is really good. Yeah. I mean, I want to be clear on that. Really yes. enjoying the acting. Yeah. But, but they're giving neither him nor... I mean, Sam, yeah, we did good stuff and is a good person and we keep oh. seeing how good he is and he's really good. But he's, he's also really, really dull. <laughs> like, he's really good and he's got uh, good monologues. Yeah. But if, if we're setting him off. up... He does look good at the top <laughs> of... If we're setting up to be... If, you know, if we are setting him up to be the future Captain America, then isn't that all part of it, showing how good he is? And also slightly dull because... I mean, did Steve, Steve have a personality? Steve was a bit dull. Yeah. No, but Steve was at least had the sort of naive charm. The, the opening of Ultron, where he says language, yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's one word, and it sells so much of the character. God, when you think of some of the writing and some of the films, with particularly with the dialogue, mm. and it just that's why 
it's just this this doesn't have that sparkle yeah every, every so often there is something but like i say my my yeah. worry is there are just so many threads we're going to be left with a lot of threads do you know i think i think the other thing about sam is that he's always working really hard to relate to people in situations where i feel like he would Perhaps again, you know, we're talking about maybe Bucky not having the most self awareness in the world, but but maybe maybe they both should, you know. When when you think of of who Sam is purporting to be and the things that he's done and the way that he's able to talk about things, you'd think I I just I don't feel like he's been very successful. Hmm. <laughs> what makes you say that you think Bucky's not self aware? Um, the thing that I, I was I can't remember but I definitely said the sentence I don't know if I'm ascribing too much self-awareness to Bucky earlier in this episode when we were talking about okay. the arm sequence yeah okay <laughs> I think it was when I was saying that, that he seemed disappointed in himself yeah no because I, I right. think now he seems very self-aware to me and when we're talking of Sebastian Stan that uh, the the scene from six years ago in Wakanda mm-hmm. I mean he had me absolutely hot behind the eyes, close to weepy, right. with the look of relief on Bucky's face three times. Mm. I had that reaction. He, Having seen him in the films and kind of just thought, mm, it's just a bit blah, I think that's probably one of the best things from this series so far, is actually mm-hmm. seeing what Sebastian Stan can do. Which then makes no sense because I'm complaining about the writing. But, you know, I just don't... But, you know, there's only so much you can do with wonky writing. And I, and I really think that's... Sometimes I think that's what concerns me slightly is that we know that they're great actors. Mm. And mm. when things don't land, I think they know. <laughs> and I think that sometimes, and again, I could just be way out of line but i just feel like sometimes we all want it to be better (laughs) Mm. or like sometimes we're not sure this is going to get to the final cut i wonder how much they filmed for this show because sometimes it it feels like there were different takes or slightly different wordings Mm -hmm. or you know we ended up with a take that was late in the day because maybe the light was wrong in the first five you know sometimes I, i i really feel like I mean, again, how does this relate? This is one of my notes. How does it relate in terms of when it was filmed to the whole pandemic time? Like, might both, they have wanted both to do more before and after? Right. Yeah, they were I, th- I think the trauma. Europe stuff was filmed much later. I think. I think they did the Georgia stuff very early on, all the sort of urban things, and then I think the European stuff was during pandemic. Correct. With, with, without checking Wikipedia, but I think it's something like that. Mm. I think it's really interesting in that in that case um, with all the conversations about kind of talking about the world going back to how it was before. Um, mm. I feel like you know to have that air in the UK this week yeah. um, was was timely yes. and interesting, um, and you know it, it does have extra resonance and mm. it always helps a show when when that happens. But but yeah, I mean if there have been sizable gaps in filming and perhaps a bit of rewriting, given one thing and another, a bit of yeah. And and if it has moved in the schedule, mm. they're going actually. You know, we're covering this after this movie, or or after the series, or before this movie, so we have to do things slightly differently. So do you but think we, there might have been no free year yet something that should have been 
that we should have had with us from other Marvel. Maybe properties. I mean this should have been what a year, six months before One Division, uh, just yeah, after Black Widow, Black all this Widow. kind of thing. So. Who knows? Who knows? We will not know for a year or two. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to get to kind of the end of, of all of these Marvel mm-hmm. properties that have all been sort of jigged around and then we can watch them in chronological order and see if it helps. <laughs> 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 but, I, but I think that that's sort of where I was going with kind of rambling about how the, the discourse has been, if you like. It's just saying I'm really glad this came after WandaVision mm. because I'm not sure if we'd had this before WandaVision. Mm-hmm. We would have established the depth of talking. No, um, no, I don't think. I, I think maybe after this episode, yes, we would have. Because I think this episode has landed a thing that impacts the, the universe that we know, the MCU. Mm. I think I think Captain America murdering someone in pretty cold blood and standing there with blood dropping off his shield, we go, oh, okay, this, is, this could have ramifications. Everything up to this has been, oh, it's a Marvel TV show. Mm. So... We'll we'll see where the next two episodes take us. I, you know, I am now interested to see where they take us. I just don't have any faith it's going to be actually good. Or so actually, is that you know is, as good as the, anything we can come up with? Is the hinge point on whether this breaks the world, if you like, or whether it's successfully, as you as you say, Captain America saves the world from a terrorist. Looks a bit bad, but he he was just doing his job. Not not the hinge point because there's ways of doing each of those. Interestingly, mm. it's just I, I I want them to progress things. I don't want it to be I could have come up with that. <laughs> you know, that's and, and that's always going to be my take on it. I want to be impressed and surprised when I get to the end of it. I think I'd like to feel some escalation in the mm. next episode. I think I'd like to really understand a sense of of threat other than a <sighs> yeah. I I think I'd like to understand what the stakes are. I would like us to be given justification for why Zemo's been around. Yes. I don't want that to be that he's the power broker. Because I, I don't like that. I, th- I thought Sharon was supposed to be the power broker. Well, talking of which, Sharon has some serious pull if she can get access to a satellite. Mm. So, is that further evidence of her being the power broker? Or is she undercover with the CIA? And uh, yeah, it isn't the case that she actually is this underground criminal. And that would actually be quite interesting. Well, I mean, and she could be both, actually. Because I don't know if you remember, but uh, episode one or two, when Carly's... Um, sorry, when Morgenthau, I refuse to call her Carly. When Morgenthau <laughs> uh, is escaping with uh, her men and women in the plane, and they say the power broker's men are coming... The people that then pull up are clearly from some kind of agency. They're some kind mm-hmm. of um, law enforcement. So could it be that you know, Sharon is both the power broker and in bed with the CIA? I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah, it could be all of the Like I say, I sort of feel like we might be getting the episode that tells us what, what everything has been happening in Madripoor from Sharon's point of view. Mm. I think that might be the next episode. Yes, I can't see it being the last episode. I hope it isn't the whole episode, because I think there's too many other things that also need to be dealt with. Isaiah, I mm-hmm. really think we have to go mm. back to him. Do you think we will? I mean, do you think we're going to go back to America? So. Bar the last couple of scenes? No, no comment. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
I also haven't seen the trailer, but but yes, I do. Anything else we want to cover? Let me have a look at my notes. Oh, um, part of the of the conversation was um, a conversation about uh, Morgenthau being radicalised at such a young age, and the parallels yeah. with Bucky and also with Wanda, which I thought were interesting, interesting oh. comments. And about whether or not she would get some form of redemption, perhaps become a future sidekick for a new mm-hmm. form of Captain America, which mm-hmm. having, thinking about what you were saying, Matthew, about Sam's empathy mm-hmm. with her is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, I think when, when sort of reading that kind of pointed out, um, you know, certainly both Bucky and Wanda have, um, let's say, checker pasts, mm. which... Um, aren't too different, I suppose, from hers. So I wonder if we could see her as an ongoing character who's involved in things. I, I'm not sure there is any redemption for that one, but I will be interested to see what they do. I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't either, but, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, oh, that thing with uh, with when, when they're in the graveyard and mm. I missed the character's name. Um, but when he's he's talking about the advice that uh, his Nazi fighting relative gave him, yeah, uh, which is if there's so- something scares you, it's probably a good idea. Which I just want for the record to say is terrible advice. <laughs> that is terrible, <laughs> terrible advice. <laughs> and, it's, going, and, it's going back to your kind of word salad thing, isn't yes. it? Where oh, mm. on first 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 um, listen. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Absolutely. Wait a second. Yeah yeah. <laughs> You just give me that is absolutely no kind of advice. That that's something you say when someone's just like, "Should I go on this roller coaster or not?" <laughs> oh, I feel quite scared about it. Oh, great, that's kind of the point. You'll love it. <laughs> um, but yes, that's that's when I wanted to bring that in. Really, it's just kind of what what a weird moment that is in, <laughs> in this episode, and what what a strange kind of um, setup they have giving each other advice like that. That's... Mm. Yeah, I bet I bet his relative would have had much better advice if they'd sustained the conversation. Um, and also, I just kind of wish they'd stop trashing these buildings. <laughs> it's like they got a deal on sugar glass, and oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it it seems that um, Walker can't walk through a door. <laughs> <laughs> got to bust, bust it. it open. Got to kick it or smash it or yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Matthew, how about you? Uh, no, that covers everything for me. Actually, there's one thing that maybe we want to... Is the head tilt joke a little too much? <sighs> Had anyone noticed the Zemo head tilt before they mentioned it? Because I haven't. No, exactly. And I feel like it's a comment at Wanda. I did wonder about wonder about Wanda. But if so, he doesn't do it anywhere, isn't it? Well, but what was interesting, I saw someone mention and then watched out for it, is that um, Walker does the head tilt after he's knocked Zemo out with the shield, throwing it at his head, which right. I don't think we've seen that before. Um, he just has this really creepy, chilling look, and he tilts his head and just looks at this body on the floor as if it's just a piece of meat. And when he then looks at the serum on the floor, he does his head tilt. And I don't recall him doing a lot of tilting previously. Mm. Has he caught it from him, or...? 
Maybe. But again, it's part of the language of these things to say, oh, this person's thinking something. Hmm. It, yeah. it feels a bit like someone was sort of doing the cuts and they said, oh, can you can you not do that thing? Because you keep doing this thing. And then they wrote it in <laughs> as a little joke and yeah. then it got left in and you go, that's a joke for mm. you, not for us. Yeah, mm. it's, it's not something I've noticed before. Okay. No, that is me. Thank you very much. I have a few bits, but they were really bitty. So uh, I liked the callback to Cap striking Tony with a shield in Civil War as we saw with this guy. Although it really wasn't that clear where he was being hit, because I've seen people say, oh, he was decapitated, and others saying his chest was caved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, neither of those can happen with the shots that they're showing. But I suppose it doesn't really matter. But I, I did like this idea that, you know, Steve, when faced with a similar problem, mm-hmm. just disarmed um, Tony. The, the fact that the guy that Walker kills was a fan of Steve, I thought was a little, oh, it's a little sad. Again, it's the clunky dialogue. It's like, oh, this guy really likes Captain America. That's interesting. Yeah, no, that mm. one, that one worked for me. Uh, Walker talking about put down the pointy sticks, slap him. Yeah, that that whole sequence. It's just the you, Abby. You mentioned the antagonization of all of it. Like Walker walks in and I think kicks open the door and makes some comments, and then Sam does a whole thing of you know, the only thing you're running here is your mouth. Like, guys, de-escalate the situation. You're all supposed to be good at this stuff. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, like what is what is Sam supposed to be good at, if not de-escalation? Mm. You know, given that we, we are supposed to believe that he could have achieved something if Walker hadn't got in the way previously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy um, when Walker touches the Dora and her reaction. And you're just like... God, do you just wish you could do that whenever anyone touches you without your permission? But yeah, it, it, isn't that again the thing of you know you would know if you touch this person, you're probably going to have a reaction. Like, so yeah. don't do it. Yeah, but I, I can, I can absolutely see this American character football. You know, he's a good guy. It's, yeah, you know, he's. I can see that. No, I can character. see it's totally. I mean, he's supposed character. to be best of the best who makes great decisions. And yeah, you'd be thrilled rubbish. to have him touch We've never seen any of this, so... <laughs> but, I mean, the best of the best as well. In that fight with the Dora, Sam is completely unarmed, and he comes off much better in his fight with the Dora than mm. um, Walker does. I mean, she still takes him, so... She does. <laughs> but he but, I mean, also, but, but he's also seen them before. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And he knows them. And, and he, he is more of a street fighter type. Yeah, uh, but see? but we are just circling around the fact that Marvel likes its heroes to fight each other. This is true. If, it, if oh, you get you did, heroes you in a did room. say, we've got a drink for it. And it's lucky yeah. that it was 8am, is all I can say. <laughs> Damn, you and you me. were three Bloody Marys in at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the finale. <laughs> at this rate, it's... Um, it's testing. I have to say this. This really to test me this week, but I I think that is mostly because, as you say, it's it's the antagonist is it. It is the it is the antagonist. <laughs> we are the protagonists. This is. <laughs> it's it's a really interesting experience. Mm. And the final bit, which I thought was mm-hmm. interesting, I saw yeah. someone talking about, is um this argument that well the serum didn't corrupt Steve. But Steve's one of a kind, and the diamond and the rough, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone's bringing out, well, did it really corrupt Bucky? 
Because everything that Bucky did when he was the Winter Soldier was under mind control. Mm -hmm. And once the mind control has been removed, he seems reasonably Mm. okay, other than traumatised by what's happened in the past. And similarly, Isaiah, from what we understand, he wasn't corrupted. Mm. From what little we know, but the impression's given that he was a hero Mm -hmm. um, who then was treated appallingly. That's the thing that makes me feel about they they put down threads and don't pick them up because that was a moment for someone to say we know there was at least one other or something yeah but that it's not even they leave it with a lingering look like they're not saying it it's just oh yeah there is only one Forgotten steve rogers yeah you're right yeah yeah hmm. maybe just a, a a subject of poor editing hmm. maybe poor editing maybe different writers different episodes you mm-hmm. know it's there there is something that that really feels like pick a mix about this it feels like there is a lot somewhere Mm. i feel like somewhere in the cut is a is a version of this show that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) you know like almost like it needed them to have a break because you know often when they when they film all this stuff you usually have kind of like a logistical break and then you edit it but i wonder if they were so pushed to do the filming Mm. and then edit it with the gap Maybe. in the middle, I wonder if this is is, you know, you you should never edit your first draft immediately. Mm, maybe you know it, it needs time to cook, and it, it does feel like a show where somewhere in the making it didn't have time to cook. So there's also I think I mentioned previously um, talk of there being rewrites on this okay. after some shooting had been done, mm. and Interesting. Uh, that also may be in the mix. And I, I hate to dangle this, given what we went through with One Division, but apparently we have a big cameo coming up. Oh really? Or, uh, well, not necessarily cameo, a big character coming up. Mm. What this what? show needs is more big characters, Laura. That's what we need. <laughs> we just haven't had enough big characters. Well, if you if you watch the end credits, where they've got the sort of faces and the people with their, their names over the front of it, there are a couple of conspicuously empty sections in the credits yep. which is interesting. What if every show has a Paul Bettany cameo? <laughs> Here two two yeah. Paul Bettany's. <laughs> yeah. oh, All the colours of Daddy. What if White Daddy just walks up? turns yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. What if actually it's not like the Marvel Universe? What if it's actually... What if we're all just living in Paul Bettany's world? Yeah. 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 Please, if anyone is concerned by the daddy comment, go back and listen to our WandaVision coverage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, probably doesn't land quite so well in the show. (laughs) Out of context. There's context. Well, I think we've done that to death now and the blood is dripping off of our shield. That's that's called dark (laughs) humour. Yes, I'm embracing the darkness. And we look forward to seeing where this goes next week and speaking to you then.